It's bonus pod two hundred and one. You enter twenty one Soho. <laughs> premium live venue in the heart of London. Yep. You're so excited. It's the first ever Bud Pod Live. At last, you're gonna see what the boys actually look like. You'll be able to put faces to farts, as it were. <laughs> and you turn up and oh there's a hubbub. There's an excitement. There's an energy. People are so excited to see the boys. Phil has been putting this off for so long. He never wanted to even entertain the idea <laughs> of a live podcast. He thinks they are uh, a betrayal to the listener. But even he got worn down. And much to the delight of everyone else. This, the clickety-clank drinks are being served. Chattity chat, chats are being spoken. Sittity sit, people are sitting down. <laughs> and and the lights go down. And a voice goes, ladies and gentlemen, eh, welcome to BudPod201. And people go, yeah. And yet nothing happens. The stage remains empty. Everyone goes, goes hmm. And they try one more time. Yeah. And there's still nothing, nothing, nothing. And like, and people go, what, what, what's going on? People start muttering, where are the boys? Where are Pierre and Phil? We want to know what they look like. And then two voices from like near the ground on the way to the stage go, just hold your horses. We're coming. And everyone's like, what? Huh? Huh? People looking around, what? It sounds like it's coming from near the ground. We're coming. But it's quite hard to tell because it's dark except for the stage. Just give a second. Uh, uh. And you look to the stage and two slugs crawl up onto the stage they're about the size of a small loaf of bread each and they've got two eyes and a mouth each and they go ah, yeah they squeeze and people are like what the and it's like so and they squidge up onto the little table little coffee table that's been set up on the stage and they wriggle over to the two microphones that have been laid on the on the table one slug to one microphone, the other slug to the one the microphone. And then one of the slugs says into his microphone, 201, welcome everyone. And people go, oh my God, that's Phil. And then the other slug goes, yes, welcome to Bud Pod Live. And everyone goes, oh my God, that's Pierre. And it turns out this whole time, Phil and Pierre have been two horrible slugs. But still, everyone has a great time. <laughs> All the... Inside jokes are made, and people leave with photos, and and it's a great start to the new era of Bud Pod Lives, even though they're both slugs. Welcome to Bonus Pod. <laughs> yes, I like that a lot. I like, I think, in a way, we are slugs. We are slugs. This is a reversal of the, the what I thought what, what we'd experienced, because as, as we always say, I always expect Pod Buds to be sort of feces covered goblins yeah. because of the content of the show and they're always well-adjusted good-looking um successful in their jobs with, with like 
and the, sometimes their jobs are professionals, they're doctors, sometimes they're creative, they're artists, but they're all doing well. And they're, they, all, they're all clean. They, and that's what we found <laughs> at the first ever Bud Pod Live. As, this, yeah. this Saturday gone. It was fantastic. I mean, as you say, you know, it, you're, one of the reasons you're so surprised is because you always thought of them as shit-smeared gremlins. But <laughs> they do always seem to have their shit together. And, and even if they're not out there winning Nobel Prizes, they seem to have, Phil... An inner peace. They seem to always be quite assured and calm. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. They everyone does seem to have an inner peace. And I don't know what what, because we'd we'd be biased if we weren't stand ups, and this was the only crowds we ever met. But we are stand ups, and so we do meet crowds of people who are like going out, paying money for a ticket for a laugh, and they don't have the inner peace. <laughs> no, no, the the quintessential committed comedy anorak mm. does not exude in a piece no they honest. exude a frantic lust for yes. comedy and for comedy associated yes. ideas which is great but and or like the average member of the public also doesn't exude the inner piece they exude a, a booze fueled desire for release <laughs> and uh, whereas our fans uh bud pod listeners i mean they were all very there was a zenness even to their excitement i thought it was at no point the excitement of the mob. No, yeah, it's all very measured, very classy, mm. big old claps, big old applauses, laughed at um, all kinds of flights of fancy. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was, it was proof that there really is someone out there listening to this <laughs> and yeah. enjoying this. Yes, it was very surreal to have a physical crowd of people laugh at. Uh, an in-joke or the type of humor that has been in this context for so long, just you and me chatting over the phone, really. Yeah. Or or Marjorie, or a little <laughs> flight of fancy about um, Royal Horse Guards. One of um one of the listeners, uh, Torito Cat on social media, mentioned that she took her partner or her friend or she took someone to Bud Pod Live who had heard like you know, the last 20 episodes or, or something, but like didn't know what the deal was with Mar Marjorie. And then as I started doing it, oh, hello. And everyone went, way <laughs> Like it's actually a real <laughs> character who should be recognized as opposed to a pathetic <laughs> goblin I've invented. Um, the, the friend turned to them and said, is this a character? Like sort of baffled. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, Marjorie is older even than Bud Pod. She's a character mm. from your your uh, solo podcast my favorite podcast and so yeah. is, was that the first live outing of marjorie as, as well that's her debutante ball so to speak first live marjorie ever um the only non-broadcast marjorie appearances are in the now lost episodes of my favorite podcast and various birthday messages i've sent to my younger sister um right who found marjorie's voice very funny so i would send her voice notes on her birthday in the uh, as I would channel Marjorie. Yeah. But yeah, for, for something like that to be cheered. And then, of course, you did Lucky Kentucky Live. I did um, Lucky Kentucky. That was a thrill. It was great. That was really great. Oh. It was great. And th thank you to all the pod buds and specifically the patrons, I suppose, who mm. who, who came. Um, everyone was a delight. Everyone was such a, um, such good value and such good spirits. 
um, yeah, it was, it was a real thrill. It was great, and we can't wait. Already, I'm re- already looking forward to the next one in Leicester Square in a mm-hmm. month's time. That's right, March the 14th. Mm-hmm. Tickets still available. It's a bigger room. It's going to be even <laughs> wilder, even more fun. Much bigger room. We should all go to the casino afterwards. Yeah. We'll all go see the Magic Mike at the casino and then gamble the night away. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was really, really great. Can you think, Phil, of a podcast that you would hate to see live? That I would see live? That you'd hate to see live. That I'd hate to see live. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, that I, mm, I don't know. I think hate is... I would hate... Very strong. I would hate to see the Joe Rogan one live, even though... Even if it was like a good guest, because... They talk through things very slowly, and if I was in the room, it's four hours or whatever, if any of them got something wrong, which Joe Rogan does a lot, or misinterprets a piece of data, a, a datum, I would, I would oh, yeah. not be able to stop myself. I'd be, I'd be there standing uh, up. What, in front like you of, just stick your hand up in, in like the O2 arena. You just yeah, stick your hand up. And you go, I'd, I'd, yes, mate. I'd be this like speck in the O2 arena, going, Joe. Joe, you've confused correlation and causation. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, and then I'd just be bundled away by security. It would be terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Which ones would I not want to? I mean, I'm trying to think of podcasts I like, not not just ones I wouldn't want to watch just because I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. But I think like uh, all my news podcasts, I wouldn't want to see live because I don't like I don't I I don't like the news to be about the personalities so much. Yeah. And I think when when people are doing a live version of a podcast, it's kind of like they're trying to sell their boo 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 hoo hoo, much like we did. Mm-hmm. But. But when I listen to one of my newsy podcasts, I just want to know the facts, baby. I want to know the takes. <laughs> but even then, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Do you think? Um, do you think that our experience of doing Bud Pod Live is that what it's like to be a YouTuber? What do you mean? Well, when YouTubers realize they actually need to make money in real life as well as on YouTube, and they go and sell out the O2 in one day, even though they don't. They're just like talking. There's no skill. They can't sing or. Yeah, but yeah. then or or hold a continuous performance together because everything they made is cut up. Yeah, it's jump cut with little fun sight gags and honks. Yeah. Um. But they must still go out on stage, being like, "Everyone is here because they've watched my essentially Big Brother diary cam for five years." Yeah. That intensity of familiarity. Um, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there was, there was a feeling, more so than most stand-up gigs I've done, of intimacy, of yeah. real, a real inner knowledge, of one another. Yes. It did feel like a big family reunion, Pod Pod Live. Right. It feels, yeah. It felt a bit like that. I hope that the 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 Pod Buds made friends with each other, maybe too. Because they're united. Yeah, it was by a shame this. we couldn't we couldn't all hang out afterwards because the room had to be used for the next show. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, yeah, because I, I I did sort of hope it could be it could turn into a sort of convention, <laughs> but yeah. conven- but yeah. um afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, 
Because they they they're united in a relatively specialist interest. Oh yeah, very specialist. More yeah, specialist I, than Comic Con. Mm, it's true. It's not like uh, Black Widow and the Hulk or anything. It's uh, it's the real deal. Um, yeah. Special interest wise. Yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah, it's like being a YouTuber because it's different. If you're David Bowie or Madonna or whoever, you come out and everyone's cheering and they're familiar with your work, but they can't begin to claim to know you without being given a restraining order. <laughs> and they don't know you. There's there's no there's no place where you can listen to hundreds of hours of private conversations between David Bowie and Brian yeah. Eno. And I mean that would sell. That would be huge if you could. Yeah. Yeah. And people go, "Oh, but I feel like I know I know this musician because of the lyrics." Yeah. And it's like, well, th- um, it's all quite ambiguous. We are literally on here saying exactly what we think and feel all the time. <laughs> yeah, in our own voices. <laughs> we can't say... We're not Beyonce, oh. who's part of whose appeal is so far unreachableness and yeah. uh, mystery. <laughs> Although it's, she's reachable at a price. I, we, yeah. To follow up on a previous story about her performing at the opening of a big Dubai hotel, I thought she was going to pay $100 million. I think Pierre said 50 maybe? Yeah, I think so. And the answer is 24 mil. 24? Um, 24 mil. That's that's what it costs for Beyonce's integrity. I thought it would be more, to be honest. Yeah. I thought like a billionaire would need a little more than 24 mil. Um, but yeah, 24 mil, that's what it takes. Do you think that... Um, so Beyonce is American, right? Last I checked. Yeah. And they, but they get taxed everywhere. Like it doesn't matter what you do, they, the government's yeah, going to come for you. It's brutal. So brutal. She's already down. To, well, maybe she could like funnel it through all sorts of clever things. But like, let's say she's down to like from that twenty-four, she's down to like twelve. Wow, that much? Well, no, that's where if she was British and, and silly about it. So I know America's absolutely riven with loopholes. So maybe it got sent to uh, some. Delaware-based brass plate company and da da da, but it, I, I, that's what I'm interested in: is how, how what's the cleverest way for Beyonce to smuggle her Dubai blood money back to the U.S. And bearing in mind she's going there private jet both ways, maybe they just gave her like, oh, as a tip, here's like a fistful of rubies. Right? Do you reckon? I don't or know. Like maybe a, a, few, a few dozen barrels of oil. Yeah, but like transportable wealth, because she's not coming through security on the way back she might has to go through customs but only if she has ah. anything to declare it's private jets boy that's a good point that's a good point jewels what if she just came back with like it doesn't take that many fancy bits of jewelry to add up to millions and millions but then once she sold that she has to yeah she has to declare that doesn't she uh yeah that's true is she only when she sells it she can hang on to it till she's old and creaky and then Right. Register it in a slower year, perhaps. Right, or maybe they paid her in their own, like a crypto they've invented, like oh, s- slave coin, Be- <laughs> <You know? laughs> Beyonce coin, <laughs> Bitcoin say, migrant worker coin, yeah, <laughs> Filipina made yeah. trapped coin. <laughs> Um, how how terrible would it be if you were Beyonce and you flew to Dubai to do this gig and as you landed they took your passport and locked it in a safe and then you just had to live in Dubai singing and dance for free forever 
Oh, so you're saying maybe Beyonce is, in fact, the highest paid migrant worker of all time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, in Dubai? Yeah, wow. she had to do it just to get her passport back. Like all the those poor people from Pakistan and, and Philippines and everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a rough one. Ooh. Um, is $24 million enough for you to do a gig in Dubai, Phil? Uh, how long is the set? <laughs> nah, that's how you, you tell you're a pro. <laughs> um, it's 24 mil, so let's say it's a, it's a tour show style thing. So you've got a, you've got a chunk of time, then an interval, and then a chunk of time. Okay. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Oh, man. Man, I mean, I can very easily just say now I wouldn't take it. No amount. But do I mean that? It's tough. I think so. I think I mean that. I'm confident enough that I will never actually be put to the test on this, that I'm going to say <laughs> I wouldn't take it. You're going to gamble because you'll win either way. Now, <laughs> I'm going to gamble. You're going to gamble because you win either way because either it never happens and you get to be the boy who said it or it happens and you get $24 yeah. million. Dollars. <laughs> exactly. And the only people who, who know I've said this are you and the patrons. That's right. And yeah. who are they going to believe? <laughs> becomes a missing episode yeah what if it was um it wasn't a tour show it was like you had to do your whole a big like hour to an hour and a half show really like go for it put you back into it like a singer but it was to like a kind of mm, a sort of dining room of of 20 sheikhs and they're not really listening they're kind of listening but not really oh uh, no i couldn't do that i couldn't do that no way. Yeah, it's a rough gig. I can do that. Not unless I was completely ruined. And it's like, yeah. you know, my one my one chance to get back on the ladder. And it feels, the ladder it, in one it still feels crazy, though, because I think the reason that we're proportionately more disappointed in Beyoncé would be because she's already got a lot of millions. She has many, many millions. And she's also like... I mean, she said her, this most recent album is, uh, what did she say, an homage to queer black culture. Oh, did she? You know, you know yeah, that's literally, <laughs> this latest album is an homage to queer black culture. And it just, that doesn't completely harmonize for me with a gig in Dubai. I mean, Dubai has enough issues if you're black, never mind anything else. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah. So that's double thumbs down, really. Hmm. Well, maybe yeah. she'll donate all the money to um, the. There's nothing really. Where can you where can you put that money to counteract the the evil? Nothing in Dubai, really, because they wouldn't let those charities Re exist. Renewable energy research. Yes, yes, Beyonce panels. <laughs> oh, if only a Solange, then it'd be Solange panels. So Solange panels. Oh. Solange panels. Yeah. yeah, come on. That would that would be great. If she did that, I'd be like, you know what? That's fucking great. Well done. <laughs> it'd be really funny to be Beyonce and then spend your kind of retirement just being like the face of solar power to the point where <laughs> to the point where people who are, are being born about now would be like wait that solar panel lady used to be a singer what 
<laughs> like you're constantly doing yeah. infomercials and chat shows. That, but what I really want to talk about is my solar panels. And people are like, ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be fun if you took all this money and then just put it all into renewable energy to get us off oil. That would be great. Ugh. Ugh. Imagine... Do you want to know an abstract? Uh, it's not really a fear, but do you ever have those things where you imagine them and they sort of horrify you? Like, uh, well, you do. I mean, waste of energy. You hate them, even imagining that. Yeah, yeah. I hate imagining waste of energy. I, when I was a child, I hated the idea of the universe going on forever. Yes, 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 yes. I hated the idea of um, in, indefinite time. Infinite time made me, I hated that idea. Yeah, it makes you feel a bit sick, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, I've I've got one for you. Mm. So I hate the idea of um. So if we, we you know, landfills, we're pro landfill. We're pro landfill, anti murder. Yeah, smart landfills. Um, with clever bacteria in. Anyway. So I hate the idea of like, if we assume human, human civilization just keeps going forever, eventually all the soil will be like uh, landfill. Oh, no. So every piece of mud will have like uh, fragments of like plastic bags and, and metal and, and wire and stuff in them, right? Well, I mean, it depends on the, 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 the sort of degrade how long it takes for these things to degrade and whether or not, you know, by the time we've taken up all the landfill space, the first landfills would have degraded, you know? And we're yeah. on this sort of rotation. But if you imagine that it's like worms in a limited amount of soil, like eventually they've eaten it all, it's come out their butts, right? Yeah. So all the earth's soil or a lot of it or, or, or like let's say that because we threw away all the aluminium we run out of aluminium and the only aluminium left is the aluminium we've thrown away ah right so it's not in a mine anymore in a nice long seam that you can chisel at it's just like yeah. in specks everywhere little dots <laughs> just tiny bits of tin foil everywhere exactly literally tin foil and landfills everyone's like well get digging we're looking yeah, for... Yeah, right, we, right, right. We want that now. I hate that idea so much. Wow, that's... Yeah, that's quite a complex idea to get your head around, but it is it is quite scary. Because... Did you ever get those toys where it's like two panes of glass and some water and colored sand? Two Oh, and well, you turn, turn it around and it sort of makes shapes and it yeah, and you, you, links around. you flip it upside down and the colored sand sort of descends. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you know that you can fuck them up completely if you just take it and, go, and shake it, and they just mix. They just mix, as in the color, the sand mixes. Yeah, so if you take them and you shake them up like fuck, um, are they meant it, to be in separate layers? Yeah, it's supposed to be different proportions and bands of like yellow, right. pink, and blue. But if you just take it and go yeah. like loads, it just becomes like multi-color pixel mush. Yeah. That's that's what metal, all the metal and plastic and oil, it'll all just be that. Just like this blended grains of sand infinitely. Uh, and we'll have to like sort through it somehow to get the resources we want. Stop it. I know. <laughs> I, knew you'd ha I knew you'd hate it the way I hate it. I knew you would. <laughs> 
I think by then we'll have alternate materials. Alternate <laughs> materials. I, I hope so. Or if we have or infinite like energy, we can. Processors will be really good. If we have infinite energy, we can just electrolysis everything we need out of it. I think. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's a horrible thought, isn't it, Phil? It is, but I, I do have a lot of faith in the ingenuity of, of human beings. I mean, the pro capacity for, for human beings to solve problems is, is pretty astonishing. It's pretty massive. Um, yeah. It's do you have any great. spicy takes this week, by the way, apart from faith in human engineering, which is quite spicy, actually, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, spicy takes this, e this, this week. Do I have any... Um, Hmm. Um, oh, I think I realized. Oh no, I think I said this in the live pod because I was watching. I watched this um, Stone Cold match. Oh yes, yes. Um, this week for the fir first bit of wrestling I've watched in, a, in years was Stone Cold's return after 19 years to the ring last year um, to fight Kevin Owens, and <laughs> yeah, and I. It, what I've forgotten is just how good professional wrestlers are at all the preamble, all the chatting beforehand on stage, all the, sh um, all the like name calling and the promoing, and they they never stutter. They're all doing this live on a microphone to a huge audience. They don't stutter. They get all the points across. They stay in character. Yeah. They they communicate when the big show is, when the match is. <laughs> yes. Um, all the relevant information is made and they're good at taking pauses they understand the rhythms of of how to get uh, the best reaction possible from a crowd and i i realized fuck maybe this maybe i'm a stand-up comedian not because of all my comedy influences but because of wrestling oh i see mm, i might be stand-up today because of stone cold and the rock and all that and their commitment as much to a bit. as all the great stand-ups gosh hmm and because uh, they are so good they're, they're 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 as good as like professional tv presenters for how little they stumble or stutter or repeat that's, themselves that's true actually it would be at the end of your life if you were just like i'm gonna wrestle and you right cancelled <laughs> you fucked up the word wrestle <laughs> it's over uh, i'm interesting how about you do you have a spicy take mm. or thought on tack de spice. Hmm. Um. I don't think. I don't think so. I was glad to speak to everyone afterwards. I always feel awkward because I feel like they feel awkward, and that makes me feel awkward. Um. After the butt pod live. Yeah, but I don't actually care at all. I just care if they care. It's like uh. Yeah. I'm. If anything, I should care. I, sh I should be more awkward. I, I instead of stomping through things, uh, you know. It was. It was, it was a bit tricky just because we didn't have a sort of clear place where we were. Yeah. Saying hi to people. We were just out on the road because the the room had to be used for the next show. Yeah, that was a shame. Um, that was a shame. We should other other let's uh, square show. We should elect like a nearby pub or something for everyone to hang out in after. Yeah, something or or just in Leicester Square, and everyone surrounds us, and they, we start doing break dancing on the cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is really confused. Like those guys are terrible, this but this sucks. crowd is huge. Why is everyone cheering? <laughs> Why do they all have a vibe of inner peace? What's going on? <laughs> 
uh, or we can all go watch a movie together at the, at the Big Odeon. Yeah. God, they'd be terrified if that many people showed up to watch a movie. They'd go, what is this, though? <laughs> what would, yeah, what would that even be? Some sort of prank or like a creepy trip? Yeah, it'd be something like when all those school uh, schoolboys would go and see the Minions in Suits. Or yeah. The, or, Despic- or Despicable Me 3 or whatever it was. Rise of Gru. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they became a menace. They started flipping out, yeah, as as was like so inevitable, yeah. <laughs> God, well, uh, we we don't quite have time for correspondence because there's a, the next one we have to read, and it's really good, and I want to relish it. Okay, okay, I want great. to relish it, great. Phil. I don't think we'll I have spicy that. takes. Um, I left Budpod Live to go to um, someone's thirtieth, and I tell you, Phil, it's a real come down to go from Budpod Live to being a plus one. <laughs> yeah yeah and so after being the center of attention like that to then yeah. have to place that attention on someone else yeah and say happy birthday i suppose <laughs> i guess today's your special day it turns out <laughs> getting I out my phone it was mine but it's actually yours getting out my phone and showing them the podcast on my phone you see this you see this <laughs> you got anything like this huh in all your 30 years, do you have anything like this? <laughs> You've had long enough. Come on. <laughs> um, but thanks again to everyone who came to Bud Pod Life. It was, um, yeah. I'm going to say, a triumph. It was a triumph. It was such a thrill. It was a it was touching a triumph. triumph. It was great. So much fun. And uh, so great to meet uh, everyone who came. And looking forward to meeting more of you all at the Leicester Square Theatre one on March yes. 14th. But until next week. Love you lots. Have a good time. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.